convenient there. I'm hungry. This car smells weird. Y'all know me. Know how I earn a living. You must unlearn what you have learned. You are right. You look a wee bit shaky. You can't breathe. Yes, I'm. I'm a bit nervous myself. Gosh, not again. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. We live or we die by the clock. We never turn our back on it. And we never, ever allow ourselves the sin of losing track of time. I don't tell you something about time. My time is worth money. And I don't think you make that kind of money to pay me for my time. Only a true friend would be that truly happy. Okay, Michael. Regular or extra crispy. Oh, three-day weekends. You love them until they're over. And then you sometimes wish they just would stay away. <laughs> hey, how you doing this morning, this afternoon, this evening, tonight? Whatever time it is, you're... Tuned in to uh, the uh, FBTV podcast. Glad you're here. Appreciate it. Want to remind you, we do a lot of other stuff too. Besides this podcast, we got the uh, FBTV Radio Live every Friday morning, 10 a.m. Central Time. You can listen to it live. Go to our website at FreeBrookerTV.com. You'll find it up there on the uh, top right of the page. Uh, there is a uh, player up there. And in the player, well, you just push play and you'll hear the uh, broadcast live. 10 a.m. Uh, every Friday morning, FBTV Radio Live. Also, morning coffee. We do morning coffee every morning, Monday through Friday. Uh, you may catch those videos on YouTube. But they are also on a podcast of their own. Now, this week was a holiday week. He kind of got things screwed up, but uh, no, no, we didn't do one for Monday, but we got one up there for Tuesday and today, and we do one uh, generally every Monday through Friday, and we have them posted by 6 a.m. So we'll get you a cup of coffee and spend a couple of minutes with the uh, FBTV morning coffee. Join us at our favorite truck stop. And no, we do not wear a mask. <laughs> but keep in mind, it's a digital truck stop. We're not really sitting in a truck stop, but uh, you never know. You never know. Now, besides that, we do the podcast on Wednesday, and uh, every Monday, it was Tuesday this week because of the uh, because of the uh, holiday. But uh, yeah, every Monday we got a new YouTube video you'll find on our Freight Broker TV. The YouTube channel. And we answer your questions in any of our broadcast, podcasts, or videos. We'd like, you know, answer your questions, talk about your messages or comments, things like that. If you ever have a question or a comment or a message you'd like us to know about, hey, contact us. You can do that one of several ways. One way is uh, you can send us an email. FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com. That's FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com. On our video pages, we have, uh, well, in the comments, if you're on YouTube, ask your question, ask away. Uh, if you are on our website at FreightBroker, 
TV.com. Uh, pretty much under every post, be it video, podcast, radio broadcast, archive, whatever it, it may be. Even the written word, the written word. <laughs> Don't see that much, too much anymore, but occasionally we'll have an article we'll post. But uh, any of the pages on our website, we have a contact form where you can leave a message, ask a question, send a comment. We also have a telephone, studio line, studio line, that uh, you can call, 479-668-0213, Leave your question, comment, or message, and uh, keep in mind, you leaving a message on our studio line, that uh, is basically your consent to let us use your question, comment, message, the recording live, or well, not live, but on air, be it in a broadcast, podcast, or uh, video. Okay. What did you do for uh, the holiday? Have a good holiday weekend, Memorial Day. It was pretty much wet here. I got to go to the lake on Saturday uh, for... Uh, few hours anyway had clients Saturday morning I worked with and uh, then on uh, Saturday afternoon decided yeah uh, around 11 o'clock went to the lake had a few bites but mainly just to get out on the water you know get a line wet enjoy the day but the rest of the weekend it was wet 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 Actually, yesterday we had tornado warnings in the area. The sirens going off. My wife and I were sitting in the front room watching a movie. And Is that tornado sirens I hear, she says? And surely not. Surely it was. <laughs> but uh, just rotation. We're in Tornado Alley. You know how that goes. You know, the, the tornadoes, we chase them here. You know, like we don't have something better to do. Oh, goodness. Speaking of Memorial Day, talking about getting your hand caught in the cookie jar. Governor Whitmer up there in Michigan. My, my, my. Do as I say, not as I do. Her husband, Mark, Mark Mallory. Huh. Or she goes by Whitmer. She didn't even take her husband's name. She kept Whitmer. What? Kind of tells you a lot there. But, uh, yeah, it looks like last week, uh, North Shore Dock LLC, a company that reportedly stores governor's boat, the governor's boat, got a call from Mark Mallory saying, hey, we'd like to get the boat in the water. And the uh, people at North Shore Docks said, it's not, it's not going to happen, man. You waited too long. Not going to happen. Well, Mr. Whitmer, <laughs> Mr. Uh, the, the, the first man of uh, Michigan, did some name dropping. Do you know who I am? I'm married to the governor. Obviously trying to get that boat in the water quicker. <laughs> Didn't work. Didn't happen. But isn't that uh, 
crazy. The governor doesn't want anybody else in the state to have fun, but by golly, she's going to. Now, now uh, if you want to put all this in perspective, in context, yeah, where her boat was was actually outside the uh, zone to where she had uh, put limits on people going out and uh, doing all that stuff. But uh, still... Hey, if you're not going to let your constituents do it, don't you think uh, maybe you should stay at home too? What's good for the goose ain't good for the gander. I don't get all this uh, anyway, what some of these governors are doing. Sometimes it just feels like they're trying to make Trump look bad. I don't know. I don't know. The election's coming up. Anything can happen, and generally it will. All right, looking at the uh, trends over the last week or so from DAT, everything's up. Everything's going the right direction for a change. Still not where it should be by any means, but uh, van load-to-truck ratio is up 19.7%. Uh, van spot rates are up 4.9%. Flatbed load-to-truck, 27.4% up. Spot rates up over 2%. Reefer load-to-truck up 10.5%. Reefer spot rates up 2.8%. That's all pretty good. Not where we should be. Back in, uh, back in March... Drive-in spot rates were hanging out around dollar eighty-seven. So far this month, dollar uh, fifty-seven. We're down below what we should be in May, or or uh, we're down this month compared to April. Is what I meant to say. Now, what I was talking about earlier, the load to truck and the spot rates. That's that's uh, from the previous week. Here we're talking about the month. So we're still not up to where we should be, but the rates are going in the right direction. And don't you sit there and think, oh, Ida's not going to take credit for that because they probably will try to. <laughs> That's all right. Flatbed rates. Uh, April $1.94. May, so far, $1.88. But uh, week to week, uh, spot rates for uh, flatbeds up 2.3%. So we're going in the right direction. Now, the highs back in March, $2.19 on the flatbed rates. So we're still quite a ways away from that rate, but at least we're going in the right direction now. Uh, reefer rates up. Up. April, $1.93. This month, they're up uh, $0.06, cents, up to around $1.99. Over the uh, previous week, what did I say a moment ago, reefer uh, spot rates up 2.8 percent. The uh, what we're seeing here is the corrections as people go back to work. Things are starting to ship. Manufacturing starting to kick in again. I know we're only a week or two into it, and it's going to get better and better and better. We just have to be patient. Matter of fact, uh, that's what I've been saying all along. We get on the other side of this thing. I, I think the country's going to see. Uh, economic boom like we haven't seen since World War II, literally. I really I, I really believe that because we've got a lot of catching up to do. Warehouses are getting empty. Those warehouses have to be refilled. 
but the manufacturing has to be there to get them refilled. I think we're actually going to see manufacturing that has left the country come back because I believe, at least I hope so, I hope we're not this stupid, but hey, you know, <laughs> somebody thought it was okay for China to manufacture the uh, life-saving pharmaceuticals. So, who's to say on that aspect of everything? But I think the uh, manufacturing, we're going to start getting manufacturing come back to the country because I think we've learned our lesson now that, hey, we've got to have manufacturing. We can't just be a service industry country. We have to manufacture stuff. And uh, I believe that, you know, I believe we can look forward to all that coming back before too long. At least that's, uh, that's what I hope. But for now, we've got uh, predictive modeling. <laughs> A freight forecast learned from the past to predict the future of freight. Yeah, I came across this article. And sometimes I think when there's just not anything for somebody to write about, they, they pull something out of their back pocket, which is what we know that's close by, <laughs> to uh, come up with this kind of craziness. Uh, predictive modeling is the art of using high-power computing to learn from the past and predict the future. Yeah, it's been doing real good. Predictive modeling has been doing, doing, doing just wonderful <laughs> with the uh, coronavirus modeling. Anyway, I came across this story and uh, talking about how these predictive modelings work and how, you know, great they are and blah, 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 blah. And that's pretty much what it sounds like is uh, Charlie Brown school teacher. Wah, 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 wah. You know, there's an industry trade out there too that talks about... Uh, well, I'm serious. They they can't help themselves. Every week, there's going to be an article about autonomous trucking as well as an article about digital brokers. And I've said it before. I think they've got a. Uh, I think they have invested in both of those companies because they This is what kills me. They are a transportation, commercial transportation industry trade magazine. But man, they're, they're just hammered down uh, on throttle for digital brokers and autonomous trucks. They're going after both sides of the industry. <laughs> now, we'll give a lie to this. I, I, I read that uh, the autonomous trucks, they had applied for an exemption on the logbook rules, hours of service rules, but uh, OIDA went to bat on that and said, no, they don't deserve it. Hey, you're gonna play. Hey, you're gonna play in the big game. You're gonna follow big game rules. You know what I mean? Autonomous trucks. I'm not gonna go into this all over again, but it's just not gonna happen financially. You can do the math. It's not feasible. I mean, you know what it amounts to right now. Somebody came up with the idea. They found a way to get a big old government grant. I almost bet you a nickel to a donut. That's how it all started. They got millions and millions and millions, and they're playing. This is their toy. Is it ever going to be a viable commercial product? Doubtful, because it's going to cost too much. I mean, seriously. Okay, you take uh, you know a regular truck now. You're talking hundred to hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars plus. Hundred to hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars plus. Now you put in all that gear. 
you know, all the computer technology and things like that to make it autonomous. Now we're up in the millions. Now you add insurance on top of that. Just what, what, what kind of insurance rates do you think there's going to be on a truck with no driver? Oh, I don't know. A truck with no driver, 80,000 pounds going down the road with families on vacation right around that truck just inches away. One little thing goes wrong. Uh, just don't see insurance companies getting excited about that uh, aspect of it, but you never know. They could. I doubt it. Same thing with digital brokers. It's a... Yeah, you're going to have to make your own decision about all that, but uh, <laughs> and the way transportation trucking set up, you've got to have personal contact. You have to have people involved. You know, the last thing I'm going to do is trust some digital broker telling me, hey, this is the best rate we got on this load. This is it, man. We don't need to negotiate because we're giving you the best rate, man. Yeah, sure you are. I ain't drinking that Kool-Aid. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I think people want to negotiate. I think people want to negotiate. All right, all week, FBTV Morning Coffee. We kind of talked about that earlier. FBTV Morning Coffee. Every morning, 6 a.m. Last week, we were talking about how trucking companies need to have their own customers. And this all started with the protest going on in Washington, D.C. And I'm not knocking anybody. I get it. But the problem is, if you are a trucking company, an independent owner-operator, one or two truck outfit, operating under your own authority, using a broker 100% of the time, yeah, it feels like the walls are closing in on you. You can't get a fair shake. Who are you going to blame? The people you're getting the load from. That's going to be your broker. You're the one setting the rate. You're the one saying yes. Just say no. The rates have to go up. I know. But if I say no, I don't have, I'm not making any money. Well, that's why you need to learn how to get your own customers. So you, you know, if you had your own customer, you cut out a broker 50% of the time. That's what you should be doing. You should only be using a broker for backhauls. What is a backhaul? A load that will move your truck to a destination you need that truck to be in order to service your own customers or for whatever reason you need that truck to be there. See what I mean? By doing that, by having your own customer using a broker 50% of the time, you're going to increase your... Uh, you're going to increase your uh, gross income. I don't know, $300, $400 a week probably because you're, you've got your own customer direct. But anyway, last week, FBTV Morning Coffee, you can find that uh, FBTV Morning Coffee podcast. Uh, now we're posting them on YouTube. You can go back and listen to them through YouTube. Here, uh, the uh, whole series, this week we're talking about what you need to do after you get your own customer. And uh, what was it? Yesterday was uh, how to check the credit 
on a potential customer. I mean, it's one thing to get a customer, but you got to make sure they're going to pay you. And uh, today's uh, FBTV Morning Coffee was uh, talking about factoring companies. Now, if you've talked to me about brokering in the past or using a factoring company as a broker in the past, you know I am totally anti-factoring company for brokers for a trucking company. Well, it's almost a have to if you're a small trucking company because it costs so much money to operate a truck. You know, you figure you're putting six, $700 a week into that fuel, t- or uh, every couple of days, rather, into that fuel tank. Plus road and fuel taxes, plus paying the driver, plus maintenance, plus cost per mile expenses. When I say cost per mile, I'm talking about, uh, I'm talking about you know, your, your expense, what it costs to run that truck a mile down the road. You've got to know that. Talked about that last week during the uh, FBTV morning coffee. But you've got to know this stuff. You've got to know it. But this week, uh, you know, the factoring companies for a truck, we're going to be t- we're talking about that today, and we're going to be talking more about it tomorrow. And uh, a broker shouldn't be using a factoring company, period. A broker, well, a shipper, a customer slash shipper expects the, cu- uh, the broker to be financially sound enough to be able to pay the truck, period. They do not want to see some letter from a factoring company saying they, the broker's chosen to factor their invoices. That will make a customer, a shipper, nervous because now you've just told the uh, shipper that you're not financially sound. So how do you get the money to pay trucks? Well, I understand if you're a brand-new broker, well, we get asked this question a lot. How much money do I need to uh, start my own brokerage? Pat, answer, $150,000 cash. That's just in the bank after you got everything put together. Just so you can pay yourself, you can pay your overhead for a few months, uh, and you're able to pay the trucks because you've got to be able to pay a truck. Matter of fact, uh, that that's one thing about being a new broker that's tough is if you're a new broker, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're a new broker, a lot of trucking companies may not want to deal with you because you are new. Generally, they uh, a trucking company wants a broker to be in business at least 12 months and have a credit rating. Now, if you ever look at the load board and you see the loads posted, generally it'll tell you some of the load boards just going to give you that broker's credit score. And you'll see uh, uh, another number up there. It says DTP. Or D2P. That's days to pay. If you're a broker, you want to be paying the trucks in less than 30 days. Period. You know, once you start going over that 30 days, that's eh, getting a little late. A little out there. You need to pay the truck as fast as you can. Now, obviously, there's going to be exceptions to that. If you get a bill of laden that's not clean. And what I mean by clean bill of laden is no, no OS and D. You know, it's a clean bill of laden. Everything on that load happened exactly like it was supposed to. It picked up on time, it delivered on time, no overage shortage or damage. Everything's good. Yeah. You can pay those as fast as you can. That's where that cash comes in handy. Now, that's my pad answer, $150,000 cash. That doesn't mean, though, that uh, you're going to be needing to pay that much out every month from day one because you're your business 
it'd be nice if it did, but in reality, reality, it's it's going to grow an inch at a time, not ten yards at a time. You know, you're going to see it start growing. You're, you start getting that cash flow going. As that cash flow comes in, you get that rolling, then things are going to be a lot easier. You know, so that startup period, you got to get the cash flow going. How long that takes, everyone is different. But you get the general idea, right? All right, good deal. But anyway, FBTV Morning Coffee all week. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, or you can find it on our YouTube channel, Freight Broker TV on YouTube. I uh, really would appreciate it if you subscribe to uh, the YouTube channel. Subscribe to all of our stuff. Oh, I didn't tell you, I, or maybe I did. I told you I ordered a new phone and kind of ragged on AT&T about it. But, uh, as a matter of fact, I'm looking at it now. I got my new iPhone 11 in the other day. Yeah, pretty pleased with it, I guess. It's not the i11 Pro. But for the money you pay for these things, it ought to be. But anyway, it's, it came in finally. Yeah, I can't say anything really bad about it. At least not yet. But give me time. You know how that goes. What else? All right. Let's talk about this for a minute. <clears throat> you are an owner-operator. You operated under your own authority. You got truck payments. You got trailer payments. Freight has been down. Rates have been down. Holy smoke, you might lose it. What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you hiding? Or are you... Standing up and contacting the people that have lent you money, your your lien holders on your trailer and your uh, truck. Don't hide. You should be calling them, talking to your lenders, seeing what kind of terms you can work out with them to be able to get everything back up right. Lenders have expressed an interest in working with owner-operators on monthly truck and trailer payments to help them survive this COVID-19 economic fallout. Believe me, your lender does not want you to default on that loan. There's going to be some fallout from this, and many owner-operators are going to uh, bail. They're going to park their truck and trailer and say, here, come get it. Believe me, your lenders don't want that to happen. They just don't want it to happen. They'll lose money. Now, owner-operators that we've been hearing from, they've reported contacting their lenders and asking for relief from monthly payments or to work out a deal. And according to some of the uh, feedback we're getting, about 20% of the owner-operators of small fleets say they've actually delayed, been able to delay or uh, loan or lease payments in some shape, form, or fashion. But ignoring the problem, keep turning your back to it, that, that's not going to help you. Okay. Uh, it is what it is. <laughs> Everybody understands. Everybody's been affected by this. 
contact your lender and try to work something out. More more times than not, I think you're going to find they want to work something out with you. They don't want to. They don't want your truck or trailer back. And they understand it, it's tough right now. Now keep in mind that if you do contact your lender, there's a lot going on. Some of these lenders have not been able to get right back to you for several weeks. Okay, because, well, you got the PPPs, the IDLs, you got the SBA loans going on. That's all going through the bank. Even though it's government-backed, it's still being handled through the bank and the lenders. So, got to give them time. But main thing, reach out. Now, one thing I will recommend to you, whenever you, you start a journal, whenever you make some type of contact or you reach out, some type of, uh, they call you, you call them, make note of it, the date, time, what the conversation was about, what was said. You know, keep notes on that stuff who you talk to and things like that, because that's going to help you in the future. All right. All right. Now, if you have not applied for any of these uh, EIDLs or PPPs, I'm not sure of the dates now, but I do know, I did see some people getting emails uh, over the last couple of weeks where the EIDL loans that may have been applied for several months ago, you almost forgot about them. It's been so many months ago. Uh, but the uh, SBA has been contacting people again, telling you what the uh, total loan is. And what I'm seeing is they are telling you a loan amount that you qualified for, and I think the interest is like 3.75% over a 30-year period. Honestly, uh, it's almost one of those, I can't afford not to accept this loan because the terms are so good. You, you see what I'm saying? Uh, one, one, uh, one, one individual I heard got a, a $36,000, $37,000 approval. Their payments were going to be something like $179 a month. How can you say no? So kind of keep that in mind and pay attention to what's coming up there. Okay, that... Uh, that's going to kind of wrap it up for today's FBTV podcast, Freight Broker TV podcast. Remember, you can uh, check out our website, FreightBrokerTV.com. Also, if you want access to everything plus uh, extra content, check out FBTVInsider.com. FBTVInsider.com gets all of our public content all in a nice, neat, singular place. Plus, you get insider content as well, stuff that we don't make to the public. You have to be uh, an insider to uh, gain access to that information. we got videos, uh, additional audio, and things like that going on all the time. Uh, FBTVinsider.com. It's not even uh, $3 a month, I don't think, or $25 a year, something like that. Real, real affordable. Remember, too, if you want to leave a comment, message, or ask a question, and we are getting close to doing a YouTube video, Q&A video on YouTube, so get those questions in, you can email us at fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. Uh, leave a comment in the comments section of any of our YouTube videos. Uh, you can ask your question or whatever there. You can go to our website, freightbrokertv.com and ask, or you can uh, even call our studio line and even uh, hear yourself in a future broadcast, podcast, or video 
uh, if we use your question or comment or whatever. 479-668-0213. Well, we're trying to break out of the uh, coronavirus. We're trying to get on the other side of it. Not quite letting us all the way through. We still got some uh, mayors and governors and things like that trying to uh, hold everybody back. And I heard somebody say the other day, it wasn't necessarily for political reasons as much as panic. I don't know. Let me think. Panic will make you do things that uh, you normally wouldn't do, but I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. All right. Go have a good week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We'll talk soon.